Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reality of It Is, formerly known as The Real Deal. You can hear my podcast on iTunes and Spotify with a new episode every first Monday of the month. Hey Layla. Hi there. I have my friend Layla here today and I'm pretty excited because I've been wanting to talk about the subject for like ever. That's not true. For a long time, (laughs) for a long time, (laughs) and I was just telling you that I've been having difficulty finding people that want to talk about change in general in life, Um, because I think maybe the topic is obvious, but maybe um, the experiences are difficult. Mm -hmm. Or maybe because we don't have final answers. definitely definitely (laughs) that one for sure we're like oh yeah okay we're living like I don't know what I'm doing but here I am so yes that is a very good point I was talking about you to a good friend Dan um, from Barrett Flooring so if you need flooring guys hit up Barrett Flooring Um, and it was so funny because we were talking about we got like on like a deep conversation level and you came up and I was like oh my gosh I have this weird connection with, I wouldn't actually call it weird, but I describe it as weird because I don't think people understand yeah. how to take it. <laughs> so I'll just preface, oh, it's weird because you don't get it. Yeah. But, um, where I feel like I was trying to explain to him, like I, I remember meeting you the first time or just like noticing you because you had some pretty sweet style. Like I even remember your outfit, which is a little odd, but I completely remember remember your outfit. And then, yeah, she gives me like, I don't even the know how salute. to say Thank the you. Salute, yes. <laughs> and then hearing that um, you were an architect in Germany. So that just kind of hit home for me. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like uh, our interactions were very straightforward and to the point, but also um, not like in a caring way or, or sorry, those those were like two separate sentences. I don't know how to describe it, but I felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't um, what it sounds like as far as being direct doesn't sound nice. Yeah. But it completely was. And I was like, I think I feel like I've known her my entire life. Yeah. Like I've I met you in another life, if that's a thing. But when I was talking to Dan, I was trying to explain it to him like our like Layla and I's souls have met before. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And Mm -hmm. he had this theory. I don't, he doesn't know that I'm sharing this. And I'm all about his theory. So I'm going to share it anyways. Oh yeah, cool. I want to hear it. He had this theory of like, maybe, maybe, because we don't know. Maybe it wasn't that you met her in another life. But when y'all met, it was like y'all's souls met at like a, like Mm -hmm. at, at like the right level, if that makes any sense. Um, And because of that, like you've known each other eternally kind Mm -hmm. of if that makes any sense because they're like there's no time I know I said eternally but there's no time construct is my understanding in heaven or as far as the way that souls operate like we don't we don't know how time works it's like when you look back on life you're like oh my gosh like that was so fast but in the moment you don't realize that time Mm -hmm. is flying by and I feel like it's because our bodies are meant for time but our souls aren't. So we don't understand. It's like a weird grappling effect. Anyways, I sound like Jim Carrey right now. I just thought it was really cool. He, yeah, he's he's kind of on that level. He's more so on that level. But anyways, um, really cool. I don't know if I have had that connection with anyone 
on that level. Yeah. So that is so awesome. And you know what's cool. so funny for me is um, that um, that we kind of like, that's how we enter into this conversation because that really is a phenomenon that I've that I've um, I've come across. Let's just say that yeah. uh, in these last months and years, mm-hmm. where yeah, our encounter totally fits in because it it touches on this fact that our understanding of time and like maybe chronological order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe just yeah. a vain imagining, so to say. We're just sure. it's just very convenient for us because it makes more sense. Like, and then yes. this happened, and yep. then, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I feel like what I would um, the words that always come to my mind when I think of our uh, exchanges is that it's full of respect, mm-hmm. and yeah. this directness is because it feels like an open channel. It's like oh, uh, yeah, it's just totally. like well, like yeah. we're having a. Um, exchange of thoughts or information and that's very straightforward and honest and that's what I always loved about it and love yeah yeah totally agree and I think we were just talking about how sometimes when we talk to people in this manner they don't understand it they completely don't understand it and so when I met you I was like oh my (laughs) goodness like I cannot lose this interaction like I am not crazy I am not mean I am not rude someone else understands where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. and like when I say a stern maybe what comes across as a stern comment is more of me just being convicted in what I'm saying, but people think that they can't respond back to it. And in no, like in no way am I saying like, well, this is it. Like whatever I say goes, it's more of like, no, I feel very convicted to say this, but if you have an opinion, like totally tell me your opinion. And most of the time it like, it'll change the way that I think, you know, and people don't know how to, they don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, yep. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I don't know I maybe people won't connect at all with that um but we had a moment we had a moment <laughs> but we had a moment and I I apologize for everyone listening who's like Marie your podcast is becoming more and more unrelatable <laughs> so that's great because that's definitely not the point but I wanted to talk to you um you I feel like this summer you had been um you went to Germany because you're, fr- you're, you're from, you were born in Germany or, but you're half Iranian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I am half Iranian. My dad's Iranian. My mom's German. And um, I, I was, I, you know, was born and grew up in Germany mm-hmm. um, in a kind of a very mixed household, I'd say. Yeah. My mom learned, she lived in Iran and she lived, she learned uh, Farsi um and so it's until I came here, mm-hmm. I considered myself extremely mixed in comparison to Germans. Yeah. And when I came here, I I started perceiving myself more German. Um, oh. Yeah, because obviously that's what put more had just had more influence on me. Just you know, growing up mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah, because you lived in Germany. You never lived in... No, unfortunately not. Yeah. I speak a little Farsi, and I know that language has always helped kind of be more connected to a culture. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I, I definitely, you know, it's, it's almost like, a, like an honest um, revelation to myself that I am definitely more, more German, German. Than, I, than I'm Iranian. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I get that. I mean, I, I don't really know anything about either one of those countries mm-hmm. or cultures but I kind of get it I'm so I'm half Mexican 
and I don't spend a lot, uh, clearly, not as much time there as I do in the U.S., and so I certainly feel more connected to this culture and and tied to it, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to, I haven't been been to interior Mexico for 12 years. We used to go all the time, Mm. Um, and then with the rise of the cartel, completely nix that yeah um i did go this year and it was uh, it was interesting because i think i think i was trying to get rid of that part or just not live out that that type of culture and that life um or accept it not so much accept it i was just like yeah that's not really that's not me and then going back, I, I was like, oh, wow, no, I actually do want to connect with this. And this is completely a part of me. Yeah. Um, anyways, I wasn't expecting that. So it's just cool to hear like how you grapple with it, like in a different way with like yeah. different, mm-hmm. obviously different countries, which I think is really cool because I don't know any other Germans, <laughs> much less any German Iranian uh, in people. The <laughs> yeah. In the Yes. Or in the U.S. for sure. Yeah. But so you, you've also lived in Mexico, you've lived mm-hmm. in the U.S., you've lived in Germany. And in Zambia. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Did you tell, have you told me that? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. crazy. After high school, I went to Zambia for a year. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. there? There was a, <laughs> I just knew that after high school, I wanted to go, um, I wanted to go abroad. I knew that. And mm. there's a concept um, it's called year of service. So I just wanted to go and be of service somewhere. Um, before I start university. Yeah. Um, and there was different options. I'm going to kind of detour there. My grandfather moved from Iran to different countries in, uh, on the African continent. Mm -hmm. And, um, the result was that I hardly ever really saw him, Mm -hmm. but when he came, he would come with these, extravagant gifts of you know like carved masks and african clothing and yeah he was always this mysterious person to me and for some reason i think subconsciously it created this wonder about these countries Hmm. and um when when i had the chance i looked into different options and there was um, a girls boarding school in zambia about oh god miles um Let's oh, say 80 miles, <laughs> 80 miles from the, the capital, Lusaka. <laughs> and so anyhow, so I went there and I, um, I worked there as a, you know, volunteer, so to say, for mm-hmm. a year. That's so awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. You weren't scared at all to go? No, it's really weird. No. And it's funny oh because gosh. in hindsight, I remember my friends um, in high school. Yeah. Um, I remember one close friend and I, it's. It was actually so loving because she started crying and she said, I just, I'm so worried about you. It's dangerous Aww. and there's dangerous animals. And I noticed, I was like, huh, I never, you were I, like, well, yeah, that's right. We're on phase. And it just didn't, and it wasn't that I thought, oh, I'll be fine. It, it just didn't cross my mind to be very honest, which is, yeah. you know, you could call it naive, but. Hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I kept having people tell me like, when I so I went to Australia by myself uh, yes. for a couple of weeks and it was only a couple of weeks. Let me reiterate that. Um, <laughs> which I guess that could be snooty too, but I mean, like it wasn't for a very long time. Is my point. Mm-hmm. And people kept coming up to me like, "Oh, you're not? Aren't you scared? Why are you doing that?" And it was just like, "No, they all speak English. It's 
<laughs> it's actually going exactly. to be relatively also easy. Humans, by the way. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> Communication is going to be easy. I can get around. It's great. Exactly. They actually have a bus system that works. Um, <laughs> anyways, we'll go down that road. So that so that's really cool. So he went to Zambia mm-hmm. and then for a year, and then you went back to Germany, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you stayed there until you met your husband. Correct. Correct. Yes. I am. Um, I went uh, back to Germany and then started studying um, in Hamburg, up in northern Germany, and that's where I met Josh, mm-hmm. um, an American. An American. You weren't <laughs> yeah. planning on that. N- no. It's still funny. That. I, I no. I, that it's just that wasn't on my radar. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Josh and I met. Um, we met there. He had come from the U.S. to Germany mm. to learn German. That's and cool. then started working in the film business. And um, yeah, we became friends. And then uh, after a couple of years, got married. And um, then after a couple of years, we both realized, well, we don't want to stay here. Mm. And we just looked into different options. Um, what? Are, how, how do you come to that point of I don't want to be I don't want to be here anymore? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think we both, um, so we both come from families that moved a lot within the respective countries. Like okay. both families, I switched schools a lot, he did. Mm-hmm. And it certainly wasn't easy for me as a child because I was rather shy. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, you know, over on this is Leila, she's going to be new in your class, blah, blah. I remember that physically. Yeah. And yet, um, to be very honest, in hindsight, I. I can say that that shaped me in being flexible and also having a high interest in new places. Yeah. And we both, from the very beginning, always talked about, oh, there's so many places in the world that we would like to experience. And this, to say it in a cliche word, this uh, way, this can't be everything. Sure. Although, you know, Hamburg is great. We had um, really, we had a great life there. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like, Let's not get comfortable here and settle and then... Totally. And so um, at some point, yeah, (laughs) we had, there was different options and just, you know, how fate or God's plan, however you want to call it, Mm -hmm. it just uh, then evolved into um, 2010. Josh got an opportunity to go to Mexico for a year and or it ended up being a year. Mm-hmm. And we had just had our first baby. So you, were it was six, bit... you told me you six months mm-hmm. had a six month baby yeah. and were completely uprooting your life, not down the street nope. or to another house in the same city on a completely different continent. And I didn't speak the language. I really have to say oh, in hindsight, yeah. that might have been a bit of an overload of naivete. Yeah. It was hard. Naivitas, naivete. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It um and again, it's so funny because, in, in, again, in hindsight, I, I, you know, I mean, we planned it. It was all planned. And yet, again, I didn't think, I didn't think it through in the way of all the things that could ha- go wrong, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Or all the things that were, like, maybe not just go wrong, but, like, all the bigger things that you just didn't come up with, good or bad, or yeah. for whatever it was. No. It was just like, here we go, let's do this. And then we did it. I think that's so cool. I think a lot of people struggle with um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, like that acceptance of just going with the flow. Yep. There's a lot of things in life that I don't know how to go with the flow with, but then I look at the way other people handle it and I'm like, oh no, I'm doing really good. <laughs> yeah. Which that sounds so bad, but it's so true. Like, oh, it just like, it almost gives me anxiety thinking about it because I understand the feeling of having this plan in life. You have this plan in life and you and you think that you've thought out every detail and you think that you understand the way that it will happen and, 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 and even in a chronological way, you're like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to, you know, or like flip those two, whatever. Like, it's just this typical way of living life. It's a, it's, for me, it's, that's one way or the other, this american dream like these are the yeah. milestones you reach so are so yeah that brings up another point like is how do germans like is that not a thing that is i don't want to say valued but like you said the american dream like that's what we think the, these milestones like i need to hit these milestones but in germany are those not the same milestones interesting question um, no, I'd say they're, they are very similar. Um, the house owning isn't as much. People yeah. learn more. Mm. And in general, it seems it's, uh, it's always, it's so funny because, um, I often perceive these two cultures as one is more, more, maybe more factual. It's yeah, these, these are the milestones, mm -hmm. um, but it's not as dramatic I may say so. I'm assuming that's the German one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then here it's very vocal. It's very much mm -hmm. in your face the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you must, you have to. Yeah. Um, and there's, and again, this is Leila perceiving it. And this is by no means any, you know, general analysis. <laughs> it's more, um, I always perceive it more stressful here. To, oh my to gosh. To hit the goals here. And also, I yeah. mean, one big point, um, <laughs> college college fees already put such a burden on everybody here yeah. that you start into life differently that than a german that yeah. paid a few euros for his bus ticket oh my gosh that's throughout crazy. college yeah that's you crazy. know it's in, in comparison is very different and maybe that in itself already sets a different tone mm -hmm. maybe oh i have to be successful because i have to pay off this loan yeah versus i just got an education i'm gonna go see what i can do with it yeah it's almost like it's almost kind of how it's portrayed almost yeah because it's not exciting it, it it is exciting when you graduate but it's not it's not a moment of like all right what like what am i gonna do now that that's a thought but it's definitely the pressure of like holy crap i gotta yeah. figure my shit out And I mean, maybe um, if ever any German hears this, um, they might correct me, but I also have never perceived this sense of I have to have a house. Mm. At some point, many gravitate to owning a house when they have a family. Yeah. And then they just see what's possible. Yeah. Um, but being in an apartment is just fine. That's, yeah, that's not the thing here at all. I don't mm. think so at all. That's so, oh man, that, um, 
it does stress me out because that is one of the things that mm-hmm. I thought that I had to have. Mm-hmm. My first experience of understanding change and my plan is basically a joke. <laughs> and like, why do you even make a plan? Because Or like, I understand why I make a plan because like, I'm trying to protect myself and be safe and understand like, okay, if this happens, then I can do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like a mechanism for protecting myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I had in my, in high school, this was like my first episode. Cause I remember, uh, before high school, life is easy. Monday through Friday, go to school, um, come home, do homework, eat dinner, play, uh, hang out with friends yeah. and Friday night football. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a Texas thing. And like, that's it. So simple. Mm-hmm. So simple. I don't have to plan. I don't have to worry about anything. Also, it's an age thing, obviously. I remember um, in my head, it was very popular. I think it's a Texas thing, but also um, my high school A&M. Texas A&M was the place to go. Mm-hmm. I had my heart set on it. I've never been there. Never visited a college station. <clears throat> didn't understand, like, mm, you know, whatever. They've got great football. I know that the camaraderie is fantastic, and I definitely want to be a part of that. I have to go to A&M. Visited A&M. Didn't ever really have a connection to it. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, yeah, this is big. It's flat here. The bar kind of sucks. Not that that matters, but I'm from Austin, so like the scene is way more enthusiastic (laughs) than College Station. So Mm -hmm. to compare the two is unfair. Um, but it, I didn't think that it wasn't for me. I just didn't understand why I didn't feel more excited being there. Um, and then didn't get in and then didn't get blend team, you know, thought, oh, I'll go to the community college there and then transfer in, which like, why the heck would you do that? Like, what's the point? Um, my mom kept harping on Texas state, like, let's go check it out. It's super close. Mm -hmm. San Marcos. It's close. You can visit. You can stay away. Whatever you want to do. Um, and I finally said, fine, because it's close. Like, we'll go check it out. But I'm not going there. I hadn't even applied. Mm-hmm. Went there. Sat in a dirty cafeteria with, like, a maroon. Like, everything there is brick and maroon. I mean, I realized that the colors at A&M are also maroon. But I think maroon is so 80s. Oh, it's so old. I can't handle it. <laughs> People, that was like 40 years ago. It's 2018. That was a while ago. I'm sorry. Like, I am sorry if I am, if you think I'm aging you. No, it was a terrible style. (laughs) Architecturally speaking, it was terrible. Um, At least. Um, So anyways, get to Texas State and I'm sitting in this disgusting chair eating nasty Pizza Hut with my mom on a cafeteria tray. And for some reason, I was like, I really like it here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I really like it here. Never. This wasn't my idea to come here, which is a new thought. Mm-hmm. The fact that someone else came up with something that, or more so the fact that I didn't come up with this plan. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. This is new, mm-hmm. uncomfortable because I didn't know how to let go of the old yeah. ideal life, mm-hmm. quote unquote, ideal. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because I'm still going through that. I'm still having these little, mm-hmm. uh, I'm it, like, no, this wasn't the plan. Yeah. Kind of, I like, well, I feel like I'm talking too much. So I want, like, I want you to come in and I'll tell that story later on. But like, no, it, it's very, it's, uh, yeah, I can relate to that a lot. 
I think I just think it's really cool that you and I'm, I don't know did you ever have an experience like a, do you remember rec- like having a first time experience of like oh this is different this is not what I had planned or or someone talking to you about it absolutely I'm trying to um, sort my thoughts right now <clears throat> yes absolutely let's start at uh, this year yeah <laughs> actually no let's start before you know where we met Treehouse um, mm-hmm. before that so all these years that I've uh, been here since 2000 um, well essentially 2012 um I feel like that has accompanied me because mm-hmm. I came here and, you know, I, I at this point then had two kids and Josh and I am embarked on uh, co-owning a company with his side of the family and we bought, we had, we owned a house um, mm-hmm. and all these things. And, you know, after a while um, I started going down the just trying to plan what about my career and also mm-hmm. earning money obviously um and i feel like that has been that has been mm, my biggest learning curve in throughout these years that i call it for me it has a lot to do with detachment that obviously i need to figure out the next steps that i want to take to keep moving yeah and then let go of the outcome which um, this sounds like I've uh, this is very often not my reality and so for example um before I worked for Treehouse I I had worked for myself for for a longer time and like you know kind of freelance to different offices and then started working for an interior design uh, office uh, a woman and I I felt like this this is it like I'm I'm making myself I'm making my uh, way back into this industry yeah. for real like yeah. in an office and her and I were really excited and it was really cool she was also being extremely generous with taking me on and and then basically I went through uh, two I don't even remember two or three months of hell mm-hmm. um, because I I've never had this how I, f- I felt completely inadequate and I couldn't mm-hmm. get my act together in the office with anything and it's it's my industry yeah Um, anyhow there was and I'd say it was you know both ways there was very um, confusing information of what I was supposed to do and then I didn't know how and then I didn't feel I can just go about it my own way so I wanted to ask but there was no time so it was just it was crazy town and I with every day could tell how I am just you know how a turtle pulls in its head? Yeah, totally. That's why I kept doing every day. Yeah. Bit and bit more and more. And that turned me into this more and more weird, fumbly object, basically, that yeah. couldn't even... Re- like, I didn't even know how to make it through the day. It was really bizarre and to the point where I really realized, okay, this is really bad. Yeah. And she also realized it's not going anywhere. And that really crashed me because then she said, it, I, I just don't think it works out. And we both understood. Yeah. Um, and that really messed me up. Yeah. Because that wasn't my plan. 
and right. I usually am really good at what I'm doing the yeah. you know full-on per- perfectionist and um I just couldn't like I couldn't see how this makes any sense yeah how is this possible yes and I I, I won't go through this this whole experience but in essence just really by coincidence I stumbled upon an ad mm-hmm. um and so then I started working for Trias that where we met and in hindsight I knew that was meant to be because yeah. that put me on the track that I that I wanted to be on yeah totally not something else mm-hmm. and so this is only one example of the things I plan and I'm like this is it and then things just go different yeah and then to just I don't know stay agile maybe yeah um, stay agile for yeah. sure yeah because there were a lot of there was a lot of great things about trios but there were much more terrible things that maybe held less value so the great things were great but they held a higher value and so I, we stuck around but there were a lot more things working maybe against us. But also it was just kind of like, no, like we're, I'm meant to be here. Mm-hmm. So I just got to roll with the punches. Yep. I had so many people ask me like, when are you going to quit? Why aren't you quitting? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it was more of like, uh, yeah, no, this isn't great. But like, no, I'm supposed to be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I definitely am. Mm-hmm. And see what, well, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was uh, really, it was truly a very, ex- very, very interesting experience. And for example, what I, what I notice, especially now is this was a place of, you called it camaraderie and I just, um, mm-hmm. bonding. Yeah. I don't know. It was totally. just in hindsight, what I, you know. What I gained is, besides learning a lot, was um, meeting really great people that I'm still working with, talking to, to, connected to. And so that was truly amazing. Love that. That computer sound just came through the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, It's just (laughs) highlighting. Uh, I was like, yeah, you got it. All right. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. See you later. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know I had the sound on. Oh, well. Um, I think it's really cool because after the fact of being, uh, you and I both started our own business. Yes. And I remember having the conversation with you of, we, we know what we're doing as far as trade, as far as construction and design goes. We know what we're doing. But as far as taking the leap of faith of of uh, of starting the business in general, we were both like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, nope. but we're just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the, t- yeah, that's OK. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And exactly. I, I wish <clears throat> I wish it almost sounds like. For me, when I hear you talk about how you have the desire to to move and experience other places and understanding that where you're at now or where you were at was not 
life in its entirety and mm-hmm. wasn't going to be fulfilling. I wish it sounds like you have. So because you have that thought process, moving is obviously easier for you because you you want to and you understand that there's something greater out there than what you had pictured. Yeah, I feel like I, I accept. It sounds very self-praising, but I, I think I'm accepting the discomfort. Yeah, I know something good will come out of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're willing to take a six-month-old to Mexico where you don't speak the language Mm -hmm. because you know that it's going to be, like, an experience. At least that. At least that. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it's not going to turn out great. But you know uh, on a basic level it's going to be great. It basically boils down to this um, kind of rundown phrase, but it really resonates with me. I'd rather try it than later be thinking what if. That haunts yeah. me more than the mm-hmm. maybe fear of what happens next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it, ter- like I said, like even if it's bad, at least, okay, well, I did it. So I know that I don't want to do that again. Exactly. Versus hanging out, still being in Germany, maybe buying a house and being like, well, we could maybe go out and do that or maybe we could just like watch tv or something like that yeah like and some people some people are like that and that's fine but like yeah that does give me anxiety of like mm, more so coming to the realization that i am not happy in the situation that i am i'm so scared of that mm-hmm. because i feel i don't know um because I don't want to have to completely have to change my life, completely flip everything upside down to experience this instead of if I just would have gone with the flow and allowed mm-hmm. it to happen, I would have been slowly introduced into it maybe and and obviously open to it versus, oh shit, I haven't done this and I think my heart desires it, but I haven't experienced it. And now how do I tell maybe the guy that I settled with, hey, like, not, you're not it, but this lifestyle isn't it, and then convincing them to go go about that life. Does that make sense? That, like, really Absolutely. scares me. Yeah, no, it does, it, um, yeah. And I think we, I, I feel like everybody has these moments one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish the American dream wasn't, like you said, so in my face. Mm -hmm. I feel such a pressure to I feel such a pressure and I think even other people contribute to it not knowing that it's good or bad if that makes sense so when I was 19 years old um I had enough money to buy a house um I say that it was like minimal down payment it was the bottom of the market in 2012 (laughs) so housing was relatively cheap for what you were gonna get Mm. Um, and I had help from my parents because property taxes. Yeah, at eight nineteen, I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. <laughs> That'll fuck you for sure. <laughs> at least in Austin, it will. It'll get you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I bought. So with the help of my parents, I bought a house. It was huge. I lived by myself. I had a boyfriend at the time, high school sweetheart. We were in college. This was it. I'm gonna got this house. Great. It's a great family starter home. Um, Already doing fantastic. I got like half of the American dream down already and I'm 19. This is fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, 
I'm saying fantastic. Just wait, like, I'm not with a guy anymore and I don't have that house. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, <clears throat> and we were talking about getting married and having conversation about kids. Um, maybe not, not at 19. I think at that point we were 21 mm-hmm. or something like that, which is still so young, mm-hmm. but at least we were legally able to drink yeah. this conversation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so talking about kids. So like, all right, sweet. Um, I'm going to graduate college soon and I don't have a job, but I'm pretty confident I'm going to get that. Mm-hmm. And, um, which was also a smack in the face, like, Oh, business management degree. Yeah. I'm going to be a manager. Uh, when I graduate no you dumb fuck like you have to start at the bottom of the totem pole like you might as well get a job at McDonald's because wherever you go you're starting at the bottom Mm. no maybe that comes across rude is that rude to say I don't think that's rude fast food restaurant that's just fact I'm sorry Mm. anyways well no you can always I mean yeah you're like you're you're moving up exactly but like you're probably gonna start there um so anyways boyfriend and I broke up Mm. still had the house was about to graduate didn't have a job lined up realizing that these teachers who were telling me that i'm going to be a ceo of a company are full of shit because they live in an academic world (laughs) and keep talent like feeding me bullshit instead of being realistic and being like yeah you're gonna have to work a lot of hours for shit pay that isn't going to pay the bills but good luck never had that never Mm -hmm. had that i was told that i was gonna be a ceo Mm. wow um to, to fast forward, losing, losing, actually not even fast forward. When I, when my boyfriend and I broke up, the world came crashing down because I had this whole plan and it involved and or revolved around him. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. he was taken out of the photo, it was like, oh shit, I don't have a future. That was my future. Now what do I do? This wasn't mm-hmm. part of the plan. I don't mm-hmm. have a plan. There wasn't a backup plan. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like, well, if we break up, I'll just do this. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely not. Like, that was it. I thought we had agreed. You know, mm-hmm. not that you make an agreement. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll love you forever, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, like, I thought that was like, I thought we were solid. I thought it was fine. Mm. Um. So to have the thought, more so what killed me besides the fact that of the breakup and the love lost and all that kind of stuff was I, I lost my future and my plan and I don't know how to operate anymore without that. And I found value in having a home and having a boyfriend and having a slash future husband Mm -hmm. and security of being able to have a family to now I feel I have nothing and I see it as I literally have nothing. Yeah. That was, I mean, like, I feel like everyone goes through that, mm. but like, that was, it is oh, like, just talking about it is like so hard. Mm. How do you go about that life when you, I don't have a plan anymore. What am I going to do? Yeah. And isn't it that, um, I hope I'm not imposing, but no. I feel that the the question then is who am I? Because the, all that yeah. defined you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I'm saying that because I know that very well. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I found value in all those things. So how do I find find value in myself? Yeah. It's crazy. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, but they don't understand that that's part of the issue. 
<laughs> if that makes any sense. They don't realize they have low self-esteem, um, but they don't understand why. Yep. Um, fast forward a few years, like a couple years, sold the house, didn't realize that I didn't want all of the big production, but I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I wanted out of that big house because it wasn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Moved in back with my parents, lost my shit some more. <laughs> really hit rock bottom at that point. Moved out, got an apartment, got a job at Treehouse, blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. these things are coming into play that I never planned. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more exciting to understand that there is something greater out there than what my mind can make up and perceive. That's really exciting. Yep. And to accept that is really hard, I think, mm-hmm. if you're not used to it. Yeah. It's sinking in. Sorry. No, yeah. you're good. It's not good for a podcast. But no. <laughs> it's a, I think maybe I need to have it sink in too to like be more accepting. I'm going to keep going with the story. Sorry about all the talking. It mm. is a podcast mm. technically and you can pause it if you want and take a break. Um, <laughs> that's totally fine. That's fine. But definitely continue to listen to it so I get like all those stats, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me just put in that plug real quick. Um <laughs> Fast forward to this year. I fast forward to this year. I got a counselor. First time ever getting counseling. Have always thought about it. Definitely had the stigma with it. Um, but I knew that what I was doing for self-help wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to her about it and my counselor is a female and um um I think what really happened I, I remember I started talking to someone at work and it was casual it wasn't anything big I didn't really think anything of it but for some reason he was coming into the picture but it wasn't big in my head I wasn't realizing it yet and I took this photo of it was like an Instagram post And I'll see if I can find it. But it was this weird moment of before that even started. And I knew we had lost our, we we were laid off. We were still working, but we knew that the end was coming. And we were like, all right, what are we going to do? How are we going to make money after this? Yeah. You know, a lot was up in the air. And yet I felt very calm. I felt very calm. And I came across this, this post on Facebook. Instagram that said maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you so you can be who you were meant to be in the first place and I took a photo of it I for some reason it hit home to me I didn't know what it meant and then I started going to counseling and I was like oh shit <laughs> uh-huh. I'm discovering what all of this means and it's it's very uncomfortable or so it was I'm becoming more comfortable with it mm-hmm. I started dating someone he did not fit the mold as and I don't mean characteristically well even characteristically because I think I kept comparing to my first love Mm -hmm. um and because I made my future plans with that Mm -hmm. I was trying to find someone who looked like him someone who was similar to him on an unconscious level, I didn't realize that I was doing it. I thought, oh, no, like, I'm just attracted to blonde, blue-eyed. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, new guy is not blonde. He's not blue-eyed. He's 
completely everything not socially um I don't want to say normal. Yeah. But I think that's what people would probably peg it as. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, I hope you're taking this the right way because I don't mean this in a rude way at all. <laughs> I can't wait for this conversation after, <laughs> after this podcast comes out. This is going to be great. I might not have a boyfriend after this. Okay. I guess I should prepare for that. I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, but I was struggling with the fact of... W- more so my my life of unbecoming everything that I thought I wanted the big wedding I wanted a huge production I want the big house so I thought I think like I think I'm supposed to have the really big house I want the big career I want to make lots of money because I got to pay for the house Mm -hmm. and I got to take care of the family and I want the big diamond ring I still kind of want the big diamond ring but like you know that's a point no definitely not don't oh my god I'm gonna have to edit this part out (laughs) Layla (laughs) um no no (laughs) anyways oh god I'm I think I'm like pretty red right now um good thing it's a podcast um no it's all good (laughs) The Sorry, it was just it was served to me on a golden platter it, it kind of was it, it was <clears throat> all these big things that mm-hmm. I thought I wanted yep. but really don't want but socially they're putting being put on me and so I think that I want them yep mm-hmm. and then I'm understand I'm on man I feel I said it in counseling and she repeated it like three or four times because she was like holy shit like that's you are figuring out that everything that you thought that I thought I wanted is not actually what I want. Mm -hmm. Everything I thought I wanted is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And so going with that is just, um, man, maybe I won't post this podcast. I feel like maybe this is a therapy (laughs) session for myself. Oh, I'm going to post it. So hopefully someone anyways, no, but can I say something to that? Yes, please. Um, because that again is um, it really really warms my heart and it it goes back to our connection Uh I think in a different way that's a journey I'm on as well and um, I'll embark on a monologue (laughs) yeah please do (laughs) but it's interesting because I grew up as what I would consider a uh, within a religious family and then also as a religious religious youth. I mm-hmm. um, when I was fifteen, the f- the faith that I have at, at fifteen, you make your own decision. And so I decided mm. I want that's the path I want to take. Yeah. And so I've always that has always been a source of energy and strength for me, definitely. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless within the last couple of years and I truly believe um it has to do with being here in the United States this Mm -hmm. all this this experience and what it does to me energetically it has um, helped me realize that even though many of the values that I hold spiritually are about being open um allowing the unknown mm-hmm. about ser- trust in God, all these things. Yeah. Nevertheless, I have these 
these perceptions of how things ought to be. Sure. And it's all basically little by little falling apart. Yeah. Which is highly unsettling mm -hmm. and freeing. Mm -hmm. Just what you were describing. That I am on this journey um, of getting to know myself. Yeah. Really liking myself. Mm -hmm. And I am sorry, this again. I I am I I like myself as the the tool that God has made me. That's how I you know how I say it for myself. Yeah. Because I don't mean it in a superficial way. Like I think I'm so amazing. That's yeah. Not, I don't have that sense. But I'm noticing more and more. Wow, the the way that Layla is made is actually pretty cool. Yeah. She she's got something to offer in this world. Yeah. And it it happens as all the must mm -hmm. and that's how things must, are should. is falling off yeah yeah and we talked about it earlier about you know mm -hmm. being perceived as loud like yeah these are questions i have and um, and what is mm -hmm. what is the right path i think there's gazillions and yet i am finding mine mm -hmm. so all that you said is really it really i could tell it really inspires me because I find it so intriguing to observe one another or um, perceive one another to be on this journey. In a completely and different... In a completely different way. Yeah. And yet, same concept. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's truly fascinating to me. And I, I, I can, from my own experience, say that... Um, There's many, many days or many more moments throughout one day where I feel completely shaken or out of balance because mm -hmm. it's most of the time unknown territory for me. Yeah. And then I um, I remember pretty soon into um, this transition from Treehouse into back into my own business. Yeah. I wrote in my journal, I can rely on myself. And that was very that. crucial for me. I love that. Because, yeah. and that, that loops back to what we were saying earlier, um, how, how new things or things that are not according to a plan are so unsettling. Mm -hmm. That's my soothing element that I can say, okay, if everything else falls apart, it definitely will be very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And, And if yet, I leave every spirituality out, I can rely on myself. Right. You know, if I I don't want to go down the... No, no, no. We, yeah. I think, like, if people disagree, everyone has their own views. That's fine. Totally. And we're not trying to impose any no. religion or anything like that. I, yeah. I love that you wrote that in your journal. And I think it's really cool when you write things down or, like, like what I did, take a photo of the Instagram. Yeah. Because you don't, when you write it, Or you see it, you don't fully understand the implication that it's going to have later on. Mm -hmm. It's almost like your subconscious is work. Like, you know something, but you don't fully understand it yet. Mm -hmm. um, until you're in it or you're looking back. And I mean, sure. What do they say? Like hindsight? Yes. Hindsight. Um, I don't think it's just hindsight. Like, I think, like, you're, all, you're just all into something and you just, 
you, you don't know what it means yet, but you're getting there. Mm-hmm. I, I really, the, I re, I can always rely on myself. Um, part of the issue that I was having, I kept talking to my counselor about it and she's religious. And so obviously I'm religious. And so we connect, it, it's helpful in that way. Um, I kept telling her, I don't, it's devastating to me to be living a life that is not what I had in my head. Mm. Um, it, it was very devastating. And, um, but at the same time, I was enjoying the life that I had. And even this new guy, I was like, no, like I want, I want him. I want to be around him, but it's not what I had. in. that's not what I pictured. That's not what I had. And I don't mean physically. I just mean like in general, like that's not what no. I planned for. No. Um, and I didn't understand like why, like why, like what, it, like I don't understand why is this such a hard thing? And she pointed out the fact of like, I am putting kind of, I'm putting all my trust in this plan that I have created instead of putting, there's no foundation for that. So when something goes wrong or it crumble, it like gets a crack, the whole thing crumbles versus if I put my trust in God and his mm-hmm. plan, that's a solid foundation yep. and that can move and you can build building blocks on it. And if, even if those building blocks fall, you still have a foundation yep. and therefore it's not as devastating in this similar to what you were saying. If I can do all these things and it doesn't go right, that's okay because at the end of the day, I still have myself Yeah, and it's okay. And in our context, God behind it for me, that's very yeah. crucial. I just didn't want to impose that on anybody. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. And you know, what makes me, um, that makes me wonder, change without faith, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, in this, what you just, what you just worded, must be even more exhausting. Yeah, and scary. Than what, then, um, let's say what uh, you experience when you have at least that bedrock. Yeah. And yet I think the (laughs) crazy part about it is that for example, for me, for example, I do feel like that in in long stretches of my life, I would have said that, well, yeah, I, I have, you know, faith and I trust in God, but maybe it wasn't really tested. And then sure. when it's put to test, you're like, ooh, that's what this, yeah. and I actually yeah. really would like to be in control and like, yes. somebody tell me, where's the yes. crystal ball here? Yeah. And none of that is given to you <laughs> other than this sense of, I, I got myself. Mm-hmm. I trust in God. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's one, there's a sentence I hold on to um, these days is, it, I'll say it in Farsi because okay. that's how I learned it. It's, yeah. a, it's kam kam ruz beruz. And that means little by little, day by day. I love it. And yeah. that is so amazing to me because I can, I, it's, it's this next step or today, mm-hmm. I'll do this and then I'll check back in. Yeah. And then I do, because otherwise I've noticed in these last months, mm-hmm. um, it becomes overwhelming way more easily if I try to go big picture too much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I think we're saying why, but I almost don't know how to put it into words why it is overwhelming. Because you don't know, because you don't know how it's going to work. So then maybe if I don't worry about that and I do take it day by day, 
I can do that. I can handle that. Yeah. That's a, that's another thing that I was actually talking to. I feel like I've mentioned this on a, another in another podcast, but I kept struggling with that too. Like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen. And there's this song. It's a it's a hint or I don't know. It's some religious song. Um, and it goes, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet." I feel like maybe I told you about this. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you're carrying a lamp. You're in the dark. Mm-hmm. You're carrying a lamp. The only thing that you can see with that lamp is literally your feet and maybe a little bit of the next step. That's it. You can't see anything else. And you're not going to see anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really helpful because it was changing my expectation and understanding that I can't see the big picture and I'm not going to see the big picture and I just, and I don't want to, I really don't want to. I, I had a moment where I thought I knew the big picture and I was completely wrong. I really did. I, maybe one day I'll tell everyone more about that, but I thought I had a big picture and I thought like, oh, God is telling me what's going to happen. I really, I really believed it. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like what happened? <laughs> yes. But then even in the middle of that, I kept, I had high anxiety and I was like, oh, I can't handle it. I can't handle this. And even then, and I want to say in my, in my religion, but I don't even know what that is anymore. In religion, they teach you, um, you can't handle the big picture. You can't handle God's plan and that's okay. He's just going to give you a little bit at a time and that's how you'll take it. And that's how the only way you can take it because the big picture is too much. Mm-hmm. And even now in having conversations with about traveling and like doing different things and new adventures, I keep thinking I don't want to make the plan because what I come up with will not be as grand as what he will come up with. And even for people who don't believe in God or you do believe in a greater thing than us, whatever, whatever that is to me, I call that God. You can, you know, call it whatever you want. Um, I think just also just having faith just in the universe, maybe like things are just going to work out. It's like Mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that you say grand. I fully agree. And um, actually, that's something I really love about the U.S., that there is this space for that spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, one way or the other. It's there is this. There is more of an. No, sorry. It's the word space. There is space for this higher essence. Uh-huh. Many claim not to believe it, but there is more of that openness. That's, for example, is something that more so in Germany, mm, it always feels, feels narrower when I'm there, that um, mm. the energy is just different. Yeah. And that is truly, I feel like, part of the gift for me. You know, if I think of what is the journey like for me here being in the U.S.? That is one of those, that there is this openness to your, again, the creator, your higher essence, yeah. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. nature. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same for me. Yeah. Um, 
and it's I feel like that is that is almost um one of for me at least one of the biggest tasks in in life here is to kind of accept that we're really pretty amazing creatures um, and our souls are unbelievably splendid mm -hmm. and yet we have no clue <laughs> we're just like, just like that. yeah and that for me is really sometimes kind of like wow That that's a kind of big tension yeah and but i feel the more uh, acceptance i can come to the more relaxed i can be oh yeah absolutely which most, very often is sheer theory but you know i have those moments sure <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a lot of the times it's like no i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just gonna roll with it yep And it doesn't feel comfortable. No. But you just don't have a freak out explosion. Exactly. You're just kind of like, all right, well. It's, you know what I've come across is um, curiosity sometimes is my go-to yeah. virtue if you want. Like Because if, if it really is kind of like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know, feels kind of... I don't know where this is leading, then I, yeah. I can I I can manage to somehow be like, let's just be curious. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's, um, I've been talking, I'm in a Bible study group and we've been talking about um, what's, again, what's my plan? Yeah. What's God's plan? What's mm -hmm. my next step? And we've been learning that um, also through reading a book, um, and life experiences, you can choose to do whatever you want. You mm -hmm. have certain gifts mm -hmm. that you're good at, some things that you're not good at. You can decide to do whatever you want in this world. You're allowed to do whatever. The only time for me when something is wrong was when I can clearly feel it. Not, not, not clearly. I shouldn't say that. It's never clear. Mm -hmm. but you have a bad feeling you really do you don't you do have a bad feeling but you aren't always going to get a good feeling you're not always going to get a good feeling and you might not ever get a good feeling except for like a couple times yeah but when it's bad you'll you'll feel it when it's bad but we all aren't looking for the feeling of bad we're all looking and expecting the feeling of good of like oh this is the right choice oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. that doesn't exist but you know it's so funny because i've had a conversation with um a mutual friend of ours about that in a different context but uh -huh. it's because it's so interesting to me how in sports mm. we all and especially athletes are all about no pain no gain Like, it's a virtue. Yeah. You better suffer and you run the extra mile and you, I don't know, do all these things because yeah. you know without the discomfort, you don't reach your goals. Sure. And weirdly, in life, <laughs> we don't we then like, yeah, no, uh, nah, if it's not it easy, it really feels a bit uh, uneasy. <laughs> I'd rather not do it. Yeah. And I've, I sometimes, I mean, again, in German, <laughs> you say, I have to grab myself by my own nose. Um, and I'm because I'm saying that about myself just as much. 
it sometimes makes me wonder how we this is there's such a disconnect oh yeah i don't understand that either we all all around the world we all love watching sports and that like we really mm, these well-trained bodies and all that stuff yeah then well how do you think they got there (laughs) yeah they weren't eating cake let me tell you they were eating shitty kale and kale doesn't taste good by the way it doesn't i don't care what you say it doesn't taste good and and sweat they sweat a lot and all this stuff (laughs) yeah um whereas if you know that that kind of transferred into abstract ways of life yeah i i i don't mean it into this work hard it's more welcoming discomfort in a spiritual way yeah 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 yeah. understand and also understanding it exists and it's going to happen and it will get you places one way or the other Yeah, yeah yeah i i like what's his name tony ramsey is that his name I should definitely know that. And I feel like it's a it's a typical name. Someone's laughing at me right now really hard. What does he do? He's a speaker. Um, I don't know what he does. He Tony. writes a lot of books. That is not his name. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. Yep, that's him. Tony Good. Robbins. Bing. Ramsey. Who the hell is that? I don't even know. Um, yes. Tony Robbins. I watched a documentary on him. Um, I've never read his books. I'm intrigued. I think he sells a lot of shit. Mm, maybe not. He doesn't shell, sell a lot of shit, but he sells too much and I'm not into that. But anyways, he's got good stuff. He said in the documentary at like some event that he was hosting people's biggest problem is believing that they don't have a problem or that they shouldn't have problems. Your biggest problem is believing that you shouldn't have problems. Mm-hmm. Like that's not at all how mm-hmm. life, like you just said it, you explained it perfectly. That's not how life is supposed to be meant to like, that's not how it's lived. And people don't know that. It's so interesting. But you know, the way, um, um, as you're paraphrasing Tony Robbins's concept um i i feel like that's the um, what that gives me is this shift of mind like it's a mm-hmm. mind shift it's a cultural shift where it's not a problem because it seems yeah. maybe a problem is i have to like i have to fix that problem and rather yeah. it's we just gotta get through it yes it's a challenge or mm-hmm. it's something that will get me somewhere there is a Again, um, something that I read somewhere where, hold on, stumbling blocks um, are turned into stepping stones. That's a different way of going about a problem, like an obstacle that might stop me and then I have to like stare at this obstacle. Yeah. In contrast to I see it and it will help me excel some skills that I need to overcome it. Yeah. And by that, gain more. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. And that is a mind shift, mm-hmm. which is not always easy. N- no, yeah. it's Yeah, you're right. It's not easy. I think I, I'm really glad that you said that because I get very frustrated with some of my friends who can't handle change. I, and I shouldn't get frustrated because it is hard. That is really hard. But then I get frustrated because it's like, what do you mean, like, what mm-hmm. this this problem that you're having isn't that big of a deal 
like yeah of course you're going through that Mm because in my mind my expectation is that it's going to happen you're never going to have a oh once I get through this and this it'll be great once I get through this and this like I'll be able to do this it's like no like you're always gonna have something so just roll with it yep but I'm glad you said that because I need to be more understanding because it is hard side note maybe Maybe i'm just wondering right now maybe is that is that um is that being friends is that friendship to help each other in that like you know to have the compassion be like no but i I can tell you it's fine like that's your role and still we're all allowed to be afraid i mean totally oh i'm so glad you said that too i had i one time did something really shitty to a friend (laughs) and she called me out on it and I loved it and hated it because it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. But I'm so glad that she did it because um, I follow Black Jaguar White Tiger on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Do you know who this Mm -hmm. is? Oh, okay. I'll look it up right after this. He, (laughs) his name is Eduardo. He rescues wildcats in Mexico City from circuses and people who buy them as pets. And he posted, he posted something uh he he posted a post um to tolerate someone is a lack of respect to that other person if one's a true friend one tells the other that they're messing up that's what true friends do they don't tolerate the other's stupidity because life is about growing up not about repeating the same mistake a thousand times um pretty harsh words but i'm all about it Mm -hmm. and but sometimes it's hard i think i think when I've had the issue of when I'm trying to explain to a friend, like, oh, no, like, I understand that you're having that problem, but, like, you know, it's, yeah, you're, of course you're having that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not being compassionate enough, or or they feel that I'm not being compassionate enough. It's not met with, I don't think it's met with understanding on both sides. I always I always wonder about that, because the picture that I have is so... Um, I'm a visual person so let's just Mm -hmm. imagine I'm sitting there um, in front of a big hole and I keep staring in this big hole and Mm -hmm. I shed a lot of tears Yeah. and then I expect you to as my friend to sit there with me and stare in that hole and also cry then at some point there will have 20 people staring at the hole and nothing happens whereas if you come and you acknowledge that this hole is really deep for me and I cry a lot of tears and then say Layla, yeah. you have it in you. Or I see that you can do it. Or it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just some something other than sitting That's there crying cool. with me. Yeah. That that feels like true friendship to me. And I noticed that um, when I hesitate to do anything about that in that, you know, for a friend, mm-hmm. um, that I always question whether I'm being preachy or... Yeah. Um, arrogant or that I set up a hierarchy and it never is for me. It never, like I never perceive myself as more in charge or more in control yeah. than anybody. Sure. I just, that's for me is f- friendship. Like that's yeah. when you're in tune with one another. Mm-hmm. Now I'm having a preaching moment. <laughs> But um, yeah, and so I like that, the quote that you read. That's isn't that's being authentic. Yeah. 
Yeah, being authentic. For sure. I think maybe sometimes people don't know. They don't know how to handle it because they don't expect it either. And I feel like, for example, that's something I cherish between you and me just as we were embarking onto. I, I think we even did it at Treehouse. Like we were looking each other in the eyes and be like, if if I do something wrong or yeah. if I in any way come across crazy or, or I don't give you the information, you need, please tell yeah. me. Don't totally. don't get frustrated and don't tell me. Yeah. And that's I feel like that's a deal that we have. Yeah. Yeah, we totally had that conversation specifically about countertops. I feel like it was like <laughs> some email about countertops. Like, one, did I come across rude in that email? And you were like, no, and vice versa. And I was like, all right, great. By the way, if I ever do come across rude, let me know. And also, like, if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm not helping you, Layla, like, by all means, let me know. Exactly. And I just wish that more. It, because yeah. obviously nobody wants... I, I don't want to hear if that I messed up. I don't. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. But on the other hand, if I think, okay, but the alternative of not knowing and being thought about or talked about yeah. that I messed up is worse for me. Because then I yeah. also... I'm not being given the chance to change it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Which, again, in, in the moments... <laughs> I don't always accept it. <laughs> it is hard. It's like sometimes if there's a fight, I just need a minute. Yeah. Just give me some space. I'll tone it down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are following this conversation anymore, but it makes sense to me. Layla, I've kept you longer than anticipated. And I definitely talked a lot more than... Actually, I didn't talk a lot more than usual. Really? Well, that's a compliment to me. Oh, really? I, I perceive it as that. Oh, that's good. I feel bad. Because I wanted to know more about your life, and I feel like I took over. It's all good. I really enjoyed it. I've, yeah, thank you. I'm <laughs> so glad. <laughs> I want to know more about the countries and living in different places. <laughs> Until next time. Yes. We'll do a... a travel episode i think maybe i do want to do a travel episode because connor really put into me this bucket list family if you Mm. don't know who do you know them Mm -mm. look it up sounds interesting they're so cute they are so freaking cute i can't stand it and i i like them it's like i don't want to like them because they're so nice and cute but (laughs) no like they're just genuine so i really like them um it's this this family. So basically, I think they, they lived in Ohio or something like that. Somehow managed... I don't know if they sold a business. I don't remember this, the start of the story. You can find them on Instagram. They have YouTube videos. I think mainly it's YouTube, but I watch them on Instagram. And they had a toddler. I don't know if she was like two years old or something. And a baby. And they sold everything that they owned and decided to travel the world. Hmm. Well, they ended up traveling the world for three years. Three full years. Wow. I don't even know how many countries. It's it's a lot. Probably hundreds. It's a lot. Wow. Um, she ended up having... Uh, they ended up having a third child throughout this process. And there's video of, you know, these three kids two of which are like close to babies if not like barely walking and they're on the side of the street on a dirt road and the baby is like sitting on a suitcase like 
drinking milk. Oh, like I love it. Yeah. Just going with the flow. Still, they have their family. They have each other. They have love. And they get to travel the world. Sign me up. But that sounds scary as hell. But mm-hmm. like they're doing it and they document their journey. And anyways, it's really cool. Yeah. And I just like I just like that. I feel like you you, you kind of did the same thing mm-hmm. and you are continuing to do the same thing. Yes, because really, you know, it, there's so many things about it. But one aspect, for example, for me is always no matter where you go in the civilized world, there's always other humans that mm-hmm. make a living and care about their families and, you know, yeah. have very relatable maybe not similar but relatable goals mm-hmm. um and so i love that you know i i can totally i can feel my way into their journey as well yeah because it might not be exactly how to how i am used to it yeah but it's one version of care yeah or one version of nutrition yeah yeah whatever it is and so it it Sorry, one 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 insight that I've gained through this is that it helps me be cautious of when somebody says this is how it is mm-hmm. to always kind of Grim maybe salt. be respectful of it, but say just by in my short life so far life experience, I can tell you no, yeah, because somewhere else I've been told something different yeah. around the same concept, so yeah, can't be the one. Yeah, it's take, one of many. Yeah, and so that's very helpful. Definitely. Yeah, I don't like it when people p- people will put an idea in my head, and because they believe it so honestly or or so convictingly, if that's a word, that I believe it. But then sometimes, like, no, I got to take everything with a grain of salt. Like, you, mm-hmm. there are different ways of living, mm-hmm. for sure. Layla, thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you so much. It's really an honor. I mean it. Well, I want to do it again. <laughs> Yay! What are you doing tomorrow? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you, I'll be here. What are you doing the next hour? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, thanks, Layla. Uh, thanks, Maria. Bye, everyone.